This is MMA UK and we are live on Facebook. Um, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm joined by five amazing guests this week um, about a topic that's been all over the news. Um, so I'd like to introduce you to Pierre Noah, Jermaine Facey, Chris Otakito, Lee Russell, and Patrick Hutchinson. And as everyone, I'm joined by my co-host, Pete Knox, who's going to tell you about our amazing sponsor, Fight Fuel. Hi, Katie. Hi, guys. Uh, so the MMA UK Late Show is sponsored by Fight Fuel. Fight Fuel is a supplement and clothing company founded by martial artists, for martial artists, and all combat sport athletes. The aim of the company is to supply supplements and clothing of the highest standard to all fighters and warriors who can train, perform, and win. So guys, welcome to the show. Um, it's, it's amazing that um, Dan Moverheady got in touch with me about this because Peter and I had been discussing um, doing a show on this topic and, and we weren't sure where we wanted to go with it. And then I got a call from Dan Moverheady saying um, that he knew you guys and would I be interested in, in doing an interview with you? And of course, like we were very eager to do it um so i want to hear about it in your own words um what happened when you went to the um the protest last week why you went and um and what unfolded go on pierre yeah can you hear me all right yeah good good hello everyone well, it's just uh, it's just one of those those things that you you know that happen, and um, everyone that knows me, I'm quite passionate with with life, put it that way. So um, after seeing what was happening over the uh, the last um, protest, um, I just became very upset the way that I saw how the kids were being handled, and the whole thing was just the whole set was just a mess. And I couldn't believe that it was happening here, you know, in my hometown, you know, London, my hometown. Um, brought back memories when I was young, when we had a conflict in Trafalgar Square when I was about 17 or 18 with, the, with um, I think there was a few uh, um, football hooligans and the police was there. So I got worried for the youth. And the reason why I got worried, you know, I got three sons, 21, um, 17 and um, 11. And I coached quite a lot of kids with martial art, football, rugby. So I'm, I'm involved with a lot of, um, um, you know, bringing up the youth surrounding my community. So it upset me and I was getting worried. I was thinking, we need to do something about it. So I reached out to a few of my colleagues um, uh, uh, to say, listen, we need to find a way of trying to go up there and protect our community while they're protesting. Um, the reason why I was doing that, I'm in security, so it made sense to get a couple of couple of you know guys to go up there and make sure that people are protesting around obviously help the police as well at the same time um and then what made first was when obviously there was a there was a message that was sent out got all the kids kind of paranoid uh, uh saying that look you know stop fighting you know stop uh, distressing the 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 the, the statues and yeah. a lot of the a lot of the youth took it wrong. I think it just started to get out of hand, and I'm panicking. I couldn't sleep. I, was, you know, I was worried. I was worried for everyone. You know, not just my my sons, not just um, uh, the the youth that are trained, just everyone in general that you know is going to kick off. So anyway, I managed to get a few of my guys involved. 
um, to go up there, basically just see what we can do, help out. Yeah. Patrick came, Jermaine was there, Lee and Chris. So we went up there and listen, you know, I think that's the, basically what we did is just based what the reason why I wasn't comfortable all week. I knew something bad was going to happen. I mean, don't get me wrong. We didn't save every, you know, every situation, but obviously that was one of the moments that could have really got our van um, and just thank God that we were there at the right time to just, um, and literally we saw it happening. I saw it happening and I was like, boys, listen, we got to do something about this. We can't just stand here and watch this man. He was on, literally he was on his own. <laughs> and um, the, you know I don't know but at the end it just didn't look good and no, yeah. doing the job that I do I had to do something about it I had to react I had to go in there and get involved and do something and everyone did the same thing um, this, you know thank God we did that this is it so how did you decide on on your group of guys going together how do you all know each other and how did you agree to go up there and try and and, and be Guardian Angels, uh, I've seen you called. Well, I mean, the thing was, there was a lot of groups that were going up there, and I was trying to explain to everyone that listen, I'm I'm going up there to be security, to look after, to make sure that it's there's no problem, you know, black, white, Chinese, whoever it is. I'm just I don't want no problems. I don't want it to kick off. Not for my, you know, for the children's sake, and obviously the women yeah. that were there protesting. So. That's my purpose. Um, I spoke to Pat about it. Pat knows me. Pat, I grew up with Patrick. I was on his case about it. I said, listen, mate, you're coming with me. I kept on bugging him. I rang Chris. I'd done the same with Chris. Um, Lee, I only just met Lee, believe it or not. But he's, he's like my little, that's it. He's my little brother now. He will never leave me. Seriously, I love Aww. him because he was like ready. Yes, yes, bro, I'm ready. Yes, he, he was ready to come. <laughs> so... A lot of the other guys, yeah, a lot of the other guys I was working, they were saying that they were busy and everything else. So I said, okay, cool, no problem. But as I said, you know, thank God that there was there was enough of us to go up there. Jermaine, he has his own story. He was ready, to, he was doing that journey already because he'd been up there and seen all the madness. So it was just when I saw him um, saying our message on Instagram, I thought, oh, great. Let me ring Jermaine because me and Jermaine, we worked together on security work anyway. So I rang and said, listen, bro, sorry, I forgot about you. I'll be up there and we're gonna go. And that was it. It was just um it was it was a blessing, seriously. You know is that how you're connected with each other on social media? Well me and Jermaine, yes, yeah, social media, but Patrick, we train together. We you right. know I run a martial arts school in OB, he comes down there. Um Chris as well. I train with them because he's uh, he run he trains at another academy. Um, I know everyone there. So we all kind of mixed together. Um, Lee's the only one I only met on the day. And obviously, and we just connected. And that's it. Yeah. We just we just saved, saved someone. Listen, not just one person's life. It's just literally, it could have been a mess for everyone. So yeah, I'm, I'm just grateful we've done that. And Lee, I, I read in one news report that you said, like, it wasn't just about saving that guy. It was also about, you know, protecting the people who could screw up their lives if they, you know, had had hurt him. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, um, the headlines would have been completely different if um, that guy would have died um, or got injured. Um, it was like at least at least 15, 50, 50 guys onto him and uh, their lives would have been ruined. And um, as well as that guy would have been dead, their lives would have been ruined with life sentences in, um, in prison. So, yeah, it was... Um, 
it would have been very different. And it is it's such an iconic photo and it's such an amazing image. Like, I mean, not just the photo, like you guys all around as well, working as a team, it's just amazing. And um, Chris, I think you said your mum like is in tears every time she sees you on the news being, being you know, lauded as the hero that you were. Patrick, that was... I think Pat's. Sorry, Patrick. Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Katie. Yeah, um, my mum can barely, barely look at me without crying. Like uh, <laughs> it's uh, quite emotional every time I see her. She just uh, over, overrun with joy, happiness, and uh, and just yeah, overflowing with love. You know, so so yeah. But um, but yeah, it was a it was a day to remember. Um, and like like Pierre says. Had he not, you know, like twisted my arm, um, you know, I was basically, I've, I've said the story quite a few times now. I was looking after my grandchildren, two of my grand, I have four grandchildren. I was looking after two of them. And um, yeah, I wasn't planning on going anywhere that day. But once once Pierre get, you know, once he's got, got the, the bee in his bonnet, there's just no saying no to him. So you just have to, <laughs> you have to, you just have to go with the flow, man. You know what I'm saying? Well, for one thing, you do not look old enough to be a grandfather. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but secondly, you guys are all dads, aren't you? Yeah. So is it, yeah. I've, I've seen like your little hashtags or your, your strap line or whatever, the United to Change and Inspire and Fathers for Change. Like that's such a positive message. Like the news at the moment, not just about this situation, but about coronavirus and about everything that's going on in the world in the US and here like is, is so negative and I think it's so powerful to have that image as a symbol of positivity and hope and like I just think it's amazing that you guys didn't just help on that day you want to use that as a, a platform to, to kind of spread your message. Uh, I think yeah, Chris. If there's any comments, sorry, uh, Pauline Hutchinson. Oh, uh, proud of you all. Oh, oh yeah, that's my sister. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <Hi>, sis. <laughs> your your families must be so proud of all of you, but they must have actually been really nervous with you going up there as well. Yeah, most of them didn't know. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. This is the first time. So this is the first time my missus is always worried about when I'm, you know, even when I'm going to work or whatever. I mean, not worried, but but this was the first time that she, I just felt something like she was like, are you, are you okay? Are you, are you, who are you meeting? I said, I'm meeting Pat. She goes, okay, guys, you look, just make sure you're okay. Yeah. I said, yeah. Normally she's like, where are you going? You're not going. But for some reason, it's like she just yeah. felt that, felt like, you know, I wasn't just going to mess around or whatever. I was going, because she see me all week, panicking. Walking up, resting. So oh, I can't believe. It. I just hope nothing goes bad when next uh, uh, um, uh, march is on or whatever. I need to get guys together. I need to get someone together. So she's seen me all three weeks, just panicking, worrying about the whole thing, trying to get a team of guys to go up there. Chris knows the amount of time I was ringing him, uh, I'm just checking up on him, making sure. And he was ringing me, said, "Okay, no problem, uh, P. When you're ready, I'm ready. When you're ready." So you know, but it was, it was a weird one. As I said, my missus, she was cool, and. 
you know, I see as a, as she's like my angel. So definitely, she knew I was going to do something good on the day. That's why she was so cool about the whole thing. Yeah, and like as I said, your your strapline is united to change and inspire. What exactly is it that you you want to change? What is the change you want to see in the world? I'll let Chris answer that. Um, we're all speaking the same terms. So I'll let someone else have a talk. Chris. Thanks. Um, <laughs> oh, maybe not. <laughs> we, we've lost Pat, his audio. Pat, do you want to go? Do you want to? Mr. Facey. Mr. Facey hasn't said anything nice. yet. Oh, you know, another team. Okay. Okay, well. Oh, we've got, we've got your sound back now, Chris, I think. Oh, Good. man. No, he's gone again. Um, you know, this is the funniest thing, yeah. because Chris, Chris and, and, and Jermaine, they're the, out of us, us three, they're the biggest talkers. I can talk, talkers. bro. Yeah. Talking about? I'm here. Who are you talking about? Who are you I was just saying, so, so your strapline is united to change and inspire. What is the change that you want to make? Well, the change really is all about um, the the outlook that the um, the media that um, the the the, um, the people put on on you could say black fathers, black men, you know, um, adults, father, single fathers, whatever. Because we left our house as five black men, and we left our houses as five fathers. That's what we. That's how we left our house. We didn't leave our house as a, as a, as a gang, as a, as a, as a unit, as a, as a um, street firm, as anything. We left our houses as five black men worried about our children. So every other, every children, no matter what color, out there, who was, who was threatened by by the football terrorist hooligans, yes, and by the police who who decided and allowed allowed them to travel from across England to come to central London to come to have a fight with a peaceful march. So that's, that's what we did. We left our house for change because that can't happen. And when I was there, when the police lady ran into the lamppost, the, the, um, yeah, the lamppost and fell off the horse. I was there, I was watching it. And uh, I was standing there with my bike and the police rushed young children, men, well, boys and girls, there's young, a lot of young girls out there, all races, doesn't matter what kind, all races. And the police went out there heavy handed and roughed them up. So this is one of the reasons why I wanted to get people out there. But um, we, we want to change literally um, the way the British system do education. Yeah. Because regarding regarding the black race, the black race only started at slave, at, um, um, from slavery. And we all know that's not true. But some people think that's true. So yeah. we that's one thing that needs to be changed. Employment, fairness in employment. We all know, and well, all us five here anyway, know that we've been in employment, we've been in positions where we should have got that role, but because of um the systemic racism in certain in certain companies, businesses, they don't we don't get that choice. So we have we have a we have a long list of things that we want to change and be fair. Just like getting pulled over by the police officer, 
why would you, why are you putting me over? Oh, I think you're selling drugs. Not because your license has run out, not because you're, you've got no insurance. It's always drugs or, or weapons or something negative. So we just want the fair, um, the fair scope across everything. Well, we're, we're really, yeah, we're really pleased to give you this platform to talk about it. And, and I'm excited and even, to even, see even, where through can... even through MMA, it's the same thing. Even through MMA, I've been, I've been in mixed martial arts for over 15 to 20 years. Yeah. And it's in that as well. I can even go deep on that. I'm just letting you know. Wow. Well, I, I wanted to talk about your martial arts background because obviously this is usually an MMA-focused show and I know that you guys um, all train and obviously, Jermaine, I know you from your uh, UC MMA days. Um, yeah. So you're a well-known face. On that's, that's when MMA was MMA. Now it's just a, <laughs> it's a pop show now. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you about your backgrounds in martial arts. Um Pierre, you said me. that you've got your own school. Uh, Jermaine, obviously, yeah. yeah, you're big on the, the UK MMA scene. But I know you all train. Yeah. Go on, well, you start. Go on. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I've been, I've been, I've been started doing boxing. Well, I started doing um, karate when I was young. My uncle got me into it from the age, I think, about six. And that, that was when I was in Cameroon. So I've been, I've been, from doing it for a long time. When we moved over here, my dad worked for the Cameroon Embassy. Uh, he got transferred over to a mat. Um, so, but the sad thing, you know, it was sad for me. I lost my dad at, at, at a young age, at 10, 11. So I kind of lost it. So I tried to get, but the good thing, the sports tried to drag me back into it by doing boxing. So I was doing a bit of boxing for a little while. Um, but because not having no no role model and have no uncles, no big brother. I was following friends, just like all of us here, just following the bad stuff and, and the madness. Um, instead of going to a boxing gym and, and, and focus on going to the amateur fights, I'll do my boxing training back on, on, on the street and just, just do stupidness, you know. Um, I didn't have no one to, to keep me on that path. Um, so boxing, guys, that is my main martial art. But then as I got a bit older, what saved me is um, um, wrestling and jiu-jitsu and since then I've you know from the age of what I think about for a good 15 20 years now I've been doing I've been doing that and that's it um, yeah so so and where is where is your martial arts school give that a shout out yes yeah, based in Norbury um, in Nutfield Health it's called Motor Art Academy um, yeah so just anyone wants to come down, come down there. I mean, I've got, I've got some tough guys there. I've got Alex Loho, but Alex Loho. Obviously, yeah. you know about Jermaine. He comes down in, you know, trains with us. Um, you've got um, Jimmy Manuel as well from down there. Um, there's a, there's a list of guys. Um, Daniel Crawford used to train down there. So we got, we, you know, listen, Jermaine and them, look, they guys not. Oh, they know. <laughs> Even though I didn't never got to compete, but trust me, you know, we can look after ourselves where we come from. Um, so, but a good thing about it, we managed to take it, put it into a positive, into a gym, into a martial art and training kids and keeping them disciplined and focused. And um, yeah, that's it really. And um, Lee, where, where do you do your training? Um, 
I trained on um, MMA then. So we're based in Battersea, the head coach, uh, Victor Espinosa. Um, I think I started down there 2013. Started off with boxing. Just always, I think I went down there first. I just, I just want to get fit and then just kind of you know just enjoy it. Started with boxing. Sucks you and, in, uh, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they sucked me in. I looked at the timetable. There's K1 classes and then. Um, then got into jiu-jitsu as well and then started um, doing a few shows and yeah and then um it's a good gym it's a good gym got some good fighters we've got um ranked number one in the uk um solomon fur yeah i forgot 65 kilos 67 kilos but yeah he's really good he's really hot um so we've got some good fighters down there it's good vibes good energy and it's just yeah i just love it you know so I just keep training 37 for like i'm 27 <laughs> so yeah it's cool <laughs> I actually Chris, met. I met. Oh, I met Chris. I met Chris. Well, did I meet Chris? I think I met Chris 2014. Uh, we done uh, Red Dragons gym down in Flatton, sparring down there, Flatton. and um, <laughs> yeah, down Flatton. Remember? Yeah, kicked his ass, <laughs> Yeah, it was good. It was cool. <laughs> and, and I've um, known. I've um, I've seen Jermaine. Obviously, I've seen Jermaine. Um, Jermaine probably about ten years, probably about ten years. So I've seen Jermaine about as well. Um, it's mad how we all. We all, I've, I've seen videos of um, of Pierre in his gym on on, a, on my on my friend DL's um, page. So I've I've always seen everybody in the scene. And when um, when Chris phoned me on the day uh, or the day before of the protest, it's like I've heard of obviously I've heard of Pierre. Obviously Jermaine, New Jermaine was Ganesh, I knew Jermaine and Chris. I didn't. I met Patrick on the day, but we all had the same energy and um, going down there. And I knew that we all like we just all had each other's back. And we all it was all. It was all interlinked, you know. It was um, it was meant to be. I was, yeah. Even now, looking back yeah. at all of the photos and and just the whole story, because we was, was all trying to go down there, and everybody was trying to persuade us not to go, and but we was all adamant we're going down there. We're going down there, you know, to oversee and make sure everything's okay. So it's a good thing that martial arts did bring us together and um, make this um iconic moment on on that on that photo and saving that guy. Yeah, there is a lovely camaraderie between you all. It's, it's really nice to see. That's why I was surprised that some of you met on the day because it's like you've been friends for years, all of you. It, it, feel, it feels like that as well. It, feel, it, feel, it really does feel like that. Like, we just, the banter and, you know, and, and the talking, it feels like you've got my brothers, I've known you for, for years, you know. See, just tell the truth, man. The Bushman power, man. You know that, really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, Chris. <laughs> and the photo of the five of you together, you look like a band, a man band. That photo, that photo was before the incident. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember that was wow. on the bridge, that photo was, was before the incident. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which, right. which, photo, which photo are you talking about, first of all? Yeah, which one? The, yeah. one, that, the one that you put on the WhatsApp group. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, that's oh, not a Men's Health yeah. magazine. That's yeah, Men's yeah. Health magazine. Yeah, so that so that was after. Right. Oh, that's a Men's Health. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You have to show me the other one. <laughs> so, um, Pat and, you know, um, and Chris, how did how did you guys get into martial arts? I let Chris go first because okay, he hasn't Pat. said anything yet. Go on, Chris. Go on. We got you back. <laughs> it is, isn't it? I'm 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 normally the one that talks the most, isn't it, Pat? Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> my brothers, uh, I have to actually thank somebody for getting martial arts in the first place. One of my, one of my um, brothers, Chick 
Terry from Team Dragon, which is where I met Lee. I know Facey trains with Judy and their guys as well, and Bush um, does his numbers with them. But for years, he'd been talking to me about um, doing martial arts. I just wasn't interested. I was more, uh, I shouldn't say because my lady's opposite me, but more of a Gaddis kind of guy. Um, and <laughs> big up chicks, big up yeah, chicks. Chick, chick, big up chicks, big time. Yeah, true. He, he, <laughs> he got me into um, a bit of uh, Muay Thai kickboxing, uh, Flaxman, uh, Team Red Dragon, introduced me to Julian, um, and their team down there, Marcus, a few of them as well. Um, then, because I'm from the sort of Croydon area, um, I joined up with, once I stopped gymming, I joined up with Lions Pride, um, Jimmy's Place, just before it closed, a couple of great guys down there, Mo, um, a few other guys down there as well. Um, and once, unfortunately, when Lions Pride closed down due to my home ground, that's in London to train it. Uh, Ron Cullen, Cullen Ludwike, Ludwike is going to kill me for not saying his name right, and Christine Navardi <laughs> and this coach, this guy, um, MMA, BJJ, uh, and himself goes there as well. Shout out to, to Colin and Christian as well at um, New Wave Academy. Um, great guys, we've had them on before as well. Um, Patrick, how about yourself? About that, what was your martial arts journey? That's cool. Yeah, so Katie, yeah, so I um, started off with Taekwondo um, when I was uh, in my teens, early teens. Um, did that for a while. I, I, my, my first coach was a friend of mine at school, actually. He used to teach me kicks uh, in school. And then I realized I was quite flexible, quite good at it. So then I went and joined the Taekwondo club. Um, so I did that for a bit, got to about blue belt. Then I gave that up. Then I started um, doing Thai boxing. Um, I started doing that with, with the old original Vipers crew from Brixton. I don't know if you know about Vi Brixton Vipers. Shout I've out to Lincoln them, Boney, yeah. instructor, and um, um, all the guys like um, Andre and Julian Howell. And I, I know Jermaine knows Julian. I used to train with those guys for a bit. Trevor as well. Yeah, they had a lot of European champions back then and world champions. So um, that's where I got my, 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 my Thai boxing initiation. And then from there, I started traveling. To, I discovered Thailand, like you do when you're a Thai boxer. And then I started traveling to Thailand like four times a year. Um, wow. Look at Jermaine's face. About four times a year. So um, I think I've been to Thailand about over 20, 25 times uh, training. Trained at various gyms over there, like Pattaya, Fairtex Gym. And I've had numerous, got numerous friends and coaches in Thailand. So that's where I've done most of my uh, Thai boxing. Never competed because um, I was always working up in the city at the time. So I couldn't take it on full time. And I thought, you know, as a part time person, I didn't want to be fighting guys that are training full time. Yeah. And end up going to work in the city as an investment banker with, with black eyes and stuff. I thought it probably weren't the look, you know. So <laughs> I just kept it to sparring and, and training. But it was a good grounding. And then, um, you know, I knew Pierre back in the day when we were, when we were youngsters from Battersea, Clapham Junction and that. Um, we got uh, back in contact, you know, later on. And then I started doing um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Pierre introduced me to ju ju um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, I used to go to the gym where his, where his school is uh, and just go in there and push weights all the time. And have a look at the guys rolling around on the mat thinking, what are you guys doing? Like, you know, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is some joke thing, you know what I mean? So one day I thought I'd go in there with my muscle-bound self at the time 
and I got distressed. <laughs> I never, I never ever forgot that day that I went in there and I realised I got humbled, man. I thought, right, I'm, I'm going to stick to this because I don't want to feel like this out on the street. So um, I, st- I stayed and, and kept doing it and I've been training with Pierre doing jiu-jitsu ever since. Um, I did a bit of boxing as well back in the day as well. So, yeah, I've gone full circle. I think that's the best thing about jiu-jitsu. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter how big you are or yeah. how big time you are in the real world, how much money you got. Like, yeah. as soon as yeah. you're on the mat, yeah. it's just it's a person who's it's really levelling. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, mean, I, would, I, would, I would advise Definitely. anybody that out there that trains and thinks they're fit or strong or whatever, Try Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, man. Just try, try it. Or even or wrestling, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, wrestling, try any of those grappling sports and see how your cardio and your strength, see how it manages there because that, that really shows you, you know, what you can do. You know what I'm saying? Talking of getting people into Jiu-Jitsu or martial arts, I wanted to ask you how important you think it is for kids and, and, and young people to get involved in martial arts. Yeah, it's extremely important. I Big think time. it's it's probably um, one of the all of our children. Things. I think I think all of our children train as well. Did I? What what Pat was saying? One of the most yeah, most all of our children train, if not all. Um, my kids once again, yeah. they're new wave kids as well. So and having an amazing coach, an amazing leader, it builds up so many principles, like from discipline. Um, to uh, respect so many transferable skills that they can take and use in skill and in schools, um, in society, um, and just setting a good example as well as self-defense. Um, it's, yeah. it's so so many valuable skills. And once again, we're blessed another guy that's also has so many winners around us as well. Uh, from Jay himself, Pierre, um, I've got people like I've mentioned Colin and Christian. There's Ed Ed Brown, quite a few like some of my great trainers. I've got Leona Gao. There's quite a lot of really renowned people in the in the game who can really help help you from ground grassroots uh, up to competing level, which is where a lot of us guys are now as well. Um, but it's really I, I would say anybody who doesn't take their kids or who doesn't take themselves or who doesn't train, just men, women, children, it's open to everyone. Um, is like look, definitely look into it and there's so such a diverse range of skills to go into from bjj to kickboxing muay thai boxing there's so many yoga people will laugh at it but i would consider that one of the hardest disciplines that i have to do um, when yeah. i do my yoga but there's such a mix um a mixed variety yeah well i i started training in my mid-30s as like an overweight woman I'm never gonna set the world alight it's taken me years to get my blue belt in jiu-jitsu but for me still the benefits are just like astonishing and I've trained with like guys that are like in their 70s that are still rolling and like staying active like for anyone who thinks there's a barrier to entry because you're too unfit or too old or too overweight or anything like I mean obviously I think the younger the better you get into it because you'll probably never fall out of love with it and you'll you'll be there for life but it's never too late yeah yeah I think it's really good for kids like my son my son my son's been doing it since he's 11 now but he's like like four and a half five that same at MMA then and um, 
he he's gone through all the emotions like he's won he's lost he's drawn and like he's, I've always when he's lost he's got really emotional and I've told him listen it's okay to lose you know but it's how you come back from from your loss yeah. um how you come back from it you know and that's the same as life in it you don't just if you, if you lose if you lose something or fail at something you don't just give up you know what I mean you get up and then you push harder and then you go again yeah. so teaching that yeah. from young you know and, and it's the same as when you get into, into adults so I think it's oh, really, really really good for kids trust me I um, wish I'd started when I was that age as well. <laughs> yeah, he's a little ninja. My son's a little ninja. He's, he's, I've got him into, he's, like, he's doing blue belt taekwondo and he's um, was he, uh, been doing jiu-jitsu since he was five. Uh, he first started off with, with Muay Thai. He's done Muay Thai and he obviously does K1, K1 bouts as well. And he's um, not a bully. He's really chilled. He's really relaxed and he just, yeah, he's, he's, a good, he's a good kid. He's a good kid, and I'm happy that he's had he's, a good kid. he's had loads of in the clubs. Then he's done ISKA out in um, World Championships when he went out to Greece to fight for England. Like he's, he's a really good, good kid, man, and I'm so happy that I got him into it from so young. You know. Oh, these are the kids that make me really excited for the future of the sport as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, that's why I've got involved as well. I've got three sons, and there definitely was no way. They're gonna go through what I went through, so yeah. you know I'm, everything's like a blessing. You know, I worked for Nutfield. I've been working there as a. Uh, I started as a PT from age I think 24, and I've been there since. Um, I mean, obviously now I run my own security firm, but because of the, I can answer the relationship I've had with the gym and the members, the the staff, they were able to offer me a, a, a dojo space which I was able because they know what I'm about. And now I'm giving back to the community. I'm training the kids and I'm loving it. Some of them, to be honest, none of my kids, I don't even think any of my kids have lost. Comp- I've got to be, I got to boast a little bit. Every time we go to competition, every <laughs> single one of my boys. Now, seriously, they win. The girls, the girls as well, they go, they win. But they love it. It's, it's fun, you know. And for me, it gives me new life. Every time like, I'll go to work, I can't wait to go back to train or even if uh, there's another guy Reese um, who coaches them just for me to just just sit there and just watch him you know giving them techniques and they're learning they're improving that's I leave the dojo feeling born again you know my sons they play rugby through jiu-jitsu they're playing rugby is beautiful um so for me it's like this 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 is what we're all about so that's why We just have to look after the youth. Our, our mission is to make sure that those kids do not do the same madness we did when we were young. And mm-hmm. I'm screaming to my generation, wake up. Listen, what are you doing? Fix up, you know, stop pretending. Grab your children, wake them up. You know, make sure that they're doing the right thing. All of us are doing it. And we're making sure that we're putting them into clubs. Um, um, something, after school club, making sure that Listen, you know, we're doing two, three jobs and they're making sure we go and pick them up or, you know, they're doing things. So not give them no excuse for them to be going out there and doing madness or find themselves in a situation that madness happens to them. I don't yeah. want my son to go through what I went through. Listen, I'm, listen, only God was able to get me out of the madness. I was in darkness, yeah? And I was able to come out. So I am doing my best and not just my son, Lee's son, Patrick's son, um, Chris, your child. I'm going to make sure that I give them the best I can to make sure that they stay on the right path. That's my job. And so far, so good. 
and I'm and I'm grateful for that. I love that. I love that. There's not enough positive voices in the world at the moment, so it is really important to to put that out there. Peter, have we got yeah, any uh, Kate, comments? I was going to say, Katie. Sorry, I was going to say one last one thing. That the one thing yeah. I love about jujitsu uh, is that not not like all schools. You can you can do open. You know what open mats are right? when you go to other schools and you train and yeah, stuff yeah. with other people. You know. It, some other martial arts, that's a bit scoffed at, going to other schools and training. But in jiu-jitsu, mm. you know, you mm. can have a family with different schools and, and go and do open mats and stuff. And one of the, the, the schools connected with Pierre's school, because where Pierre originally learned from was his new school in, in Battersea, new school were jiu-jitsu. And um, that's, it's run by uh, Anthony Shatala um, and um, Nicky Robinson. Yeah. And um, I've learned some of the best stuff from guys like Reese Bailey. Um, I don't know if you know who Reese is, but he's, he's, you know, he's big on the jiu-jitsu circuit. I've learned some really good stuff from him. And one of my, my long-time training partners is uh, Jules Francis as well. You know, these guys, and you've got a guy down there, one of the black belts called Tom. And, and you've got Owen as well. These guys are, they, they, these guys are all, like, these are serious guys, you know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to give them all a mention, because without their input, as well as Pierre's input, you know, my jiu-jitsu wouldn't be where it is today, you know, but... But yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Give him a little shout out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, new school every- in Battersea, man. Yeah, everybody who's new out there. Wave Academy. Good stuff, Sorry, guys. Sharpie BJJ. Sharpie BJJ for me as well. There's so many. Ed 316, you know, the other guy. There's a lot of guys I've trained with. You know, new waves. You see with me, these guys will tell you I'm a free spirit. I go to new waves. Big up to Colin and, and, and Chris and all of them at New Waves. I go to Mandela. That's my blood brother, Mandela Vini. Yeah, the original black belt. Yeah. New school, as um, as um, Patrick said, that's where I started my jiu-jitsu and my son started there. So for me, I'm a free spirit when it comes to jiu-jitsu in my area. I got, they're they're yeah. like my brothers. And I think, I, I think I'm older than a lot of them anyway. So they've got a lot of respect for me. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. New Wave, Mandela, New School. Definitely. We're all family. Ed Brown and 360, we're all family. To me, we're all family. So it's just think, a name. Yeah. The jiu-jitsu community as a whole is just very welcoming. Like, I, Peter's bored of me saying it, but, like, whenever I go on business trips to the States, wherever I'm going, somewhere new, every time, I'll just look up a jiu-jitsu school there. I'll email them and say, is it okay for me to come along? There's nobody who's ever said no. They're always, like, come down. Half the time they let you do it for free. And, you know, they're just... It's very welcoming. Yeah. But where do you train at? So I train at BKK for MMA and then I train at Fight City Gym with um, Alan Pozzo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, We've got a couple of good comments and some questions here as well. Yeah, go on, Peter. Pauline says yoga is great, which I agree with. I know a lot of fighters who use yoga for flexibility. Kerry says, I just got back into jiu-jitsu. I was told I would never be able to from some injuries. Now I'm in the best shape I've ever been in. I was convinced I'd never be able to be in this shape again, nonetheless be able to train again. Uh, so the two questions. First off, we've got Pauline. What would you recommend for self-defense, particularly for women, guys? Jiu-jitsu. <clears throat> jiu-jitsu. Easy, jiu-jitsu. Yeah. 
I'd say no, Jiu-Jitsu. Judo is very good as well. I like Judo. It's completely silly. Come on. Jiu-Jitsu is the second. You, you need to do striking, then maybe Oh, that's what I was going to say. Kickboxing. Why are you, you, you going to grab and hold guard? This, this, is, what, this is what I would bring. <laughs> I would say, I would say, say Judo. I would say Judo as well. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is why we're so unique. This is why we're such an amazing team, because we all have such different opinions. Um, yeah, but this is, this is an argument for the ages, though. I mean, no one agrees on this uh, on this anyway. So this is a this yeah. is typical of, of martial arts, you know. Yeah. It's like, it's like no one, everybody has a different opinion. Stand and bang, stand and bang, stand and bang, yeah. Please, <laughs> yeah, stand and bang. Yeah, you would encourage a woman to stand down, and bang with another man, yeah. Stand and bang, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but on yeah, the I like, I, like, I, like, I like judo. Grab him and throw him over your shoulder and run. I've got a feeling you're all going to agree on the answer for this question. So it's a question from James Hamilton. Do you, do you feel more people would learn to be more tolerant and accepted of people from different cultures if they got involved in martial arts? Say that again, I please. Think so. yeah. I think so, yeah. I would agree to that. I would say the question? So. Definitely. Sorry, say again. Sorry, do you feel Jay, more Jay, people Jay, learn Jay, to be more tolerant and accepted of people from different cultures if they got involved in martial arts? I think I got the last bit because Chris jumped in, but martial we when the when regarding martial arts, literally the door's open for any culture. No one, yeah, no one yeah. even looks at colour when it comes to martial mm -hmm. arts. Yeah, literally most gyms in my gym that when I was running Van Dogs MMA, you know, we, we left um, politics, religion, and anything about your missus on the outside the door. Other than that, you know, we, we don't, we don't, yeah, never that. Yeah, I think we might have lost Katie there. Right, so I've got a question for you as well. This is known as the greatest question in the world. Katie usually steals this. So I'm, I don't know why she's not asked it yet, but if you guys could change one rule in MMA, what would you change? Time mm. limit. Time limit. There shouldn't be no time limits. You, you don't. You don't have a scrap on the street and go. Hold on, hold on. I got a minute's break. Ridiculous. Exactly. I think it's, che I think it's cheating. If you don't have time limits, you'd have less dodgy judges as well. If you had one fifteen-minute fight without that, it's a good chance that fight's going to end. That's it. It's one time, and whatever and, and whatever happens, happens, man. Not all this time limit stopping. No one. No fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, half an hour, whatever. No time limits like this. No <laughs> round. Gypsy style. Mm -hmm. Old school. Scrap. Anybody else got a different role? No, I agree. With, I actually agree with Jermaine there. Not often do I agree with him, but oh. I agree with him on that one. Yeah, wait <laughs> Any more from you, Peter? That's all the comments, but uh, I just want to go back to Patrick and earlier on about the guy you saved. Has he ever said thank you? Has he ever been in touch? I mean, I haven't spoke to him directly. Uh, I've heard rumours that he's grateful that I um, saved his life, uh, or that we saved his life, shall I say? But, um, but yeah, I mean, no, I haven't had no direct uh, communication with him or contact with him. No. Also, Boris Johnson said your actions represent the best of us. Have you got a message for Boris Johnson? What the government could do to help as well? Yeah, well, got the blower as well. How long have you got? 
I said, how long have you got? You know, we just need Boris to stop doing all these reviews and, and, and you know, and actually get some stuff done, you know. No more reviews, Boris. Let's, uh, let's, let's get around the table and let's tell you exactly what, what needs to be done and let's get it done. No more reviews. Anybody else? What would you do if you were in the Prime Minister? Just, just say that. Well, well, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't take, it shouldn't take that, five... Cause... It shouldn't take five dads to go and do policing. You understand? And not mm. only that, we, listen, we weren't just policing the kids. I'm telling you now, listen, I got, you know, I respect what the police are trying to do as well. Do you understand? And I fall for them because it's a difficult job. So that's why, you know, we've done what we, we, we did. We, we went out there. You know, we were actually, one point, it was myself, Chris. Chris was me, my, I think Pat and Jermaine was sorting another problem happening out there. And then the policeman was struggling to get all of the, uh, 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 was in a situation and we stepped in. We saved the youth. And then the police were so happy we've done that because he's like, he, he didn't know what to do. He was like, oh, thank you. I'm glad you guys are here. Now, I don't understand, you know, what kind of trade, what's going on? We, something needs to be put in place. So Mr. Johnson needs to, he really needs to step it up. And, 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 and I don't, you know, something. What needs to happen? simple things what a lot of people's tried to do through many of the years is to put back martial arts into the schools curriculum yeah because yeah. because because, like America, that, yeah. Yeah. because most countries are well no we shouldn't we should not use america as a example because <laughs> come on mate they go around <laughs> shooting churches up and stuff so but, russia 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 as well though russia yeah yeah but, 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 no no wrestling as, as we, you know, we know martial arts bring discipline no matter what, and that's what yep. we carried when we, when we all went out there on that day is discipline. And and if we did lose our call and we got upset because someone called you the n word or someone said something, what silly, what can't really hurt you, we mm. would have lost our discipline, lost our call, lost and literally did something different, you know. So, so discipline brings good behavior. And this is what Boris needs to actually put back into play, put money back into the communities, into the schools that they took out in the yep. first place. Because mm -hmm. when I was at school, when I was at school, they 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 introduced jujitsu. I didn't know what it was. I had a woman teacher, and I didn't know what it was. And I and I did it for um, about six months, and then I, I I just went back to football and playing around. But then as as I got older, I, I have flashbacks that I remember doing certain things. So literally, these things was implemented in the schools, and it, it needs to be in there. These physical sports, like martial arts, they give you an an, an outlet to release your your frustrations and and and, and your anger. So once you go and hit a pad and and hit bags and wrestle with each other and choke someone in a gym in a controlled environment, you don't need to prove anything out outside on the street. You don't. You have 100%. nothing to yeah. prove. You know, nothing to yeah. prove. You think the police should learn jujitsu as well? A lot yeah, they, of them they need should. to learn. Well, yeah, because they don't. Yeah, because a lot of them they um they choke people in the wrong in the wrong manner in the wrong way, and um, they end up killing them. So yes, definitely. And I've got a couple of um police officers who who are my clients, and um, I've I've asked them what so what have you learned what and and they're showing me some unbelievable stupid stuff, <laughs> some stupid stupid stuff, and um and I've got I've got one lady um, police officer and one dude. I don't, I'm like, is this what you got? Is this what you guys learn? 
It's ridiculous. It's like they, it's like six, 12 weeks training to be a police officer in the, in the UK or something like that. And then four years in Canada. And you, how can you be a police officer? So, so you can be a doctor, takes you four years, and a police officer takes you 12 weeks. It's crazy. It's so crazy. And, that, and that's a serious, serious, serious job. It's, it's, exactly. it's not a job. Yeah. It's not especially a job. When um, especially when they're actually to be protecting the lives that are supposed to be serving the country. It's like, it's, like you say, a doctor needs to go through so much training before you can go and perform. As a police officer, the same responsibility is there as well. Um, you've got youth, you've got public, you've got society basically at your hands and you're completely unequipped to to manage that. Not every mm. officer, no, I'm not sure there are a lot of good officers out there with good hearts. Unfortunately, there's more bad than good. And unfortunately, that's also the reflection the police force get. Um, but as you as said, there's a lot more that needs to go into reforming and re-educating, not only down to the martial arts and physical side, also down to the the social side. He's trying to say that kind of that kind of career for for, for the right reasons. Uh, really look to try and help community rather than somebody who's been leaving school. And I wanted to find out to sort of take that out, which unfortunately you need to pay for some better wife. A lot of us here right, bro. have been. You know, you know. Can I just can I say something, please? Yeah. What for me? I I always say this to my friends. Yeah, I say I've said it to myself so many times. I kept on saying it until I'm, you know, thank God I could see it's happening. What's that? You want to look like me? No. I'm still, I'm still working on that, Jermaine. So I'm working on that, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, no, for me, it's home. Because my mom and my dad, yeah, I, di- I, didn't, I didn't come from a, a road mentality or whatever. I chose to go on road. I chose to be rebellious because of what happened to, you know, losing my dad at a young age. My dad and my mom brought me up with morals, principle, respect, you know, proper. I had that. And when I was on road doing whatever nonsense I was doing, Something always played in the back of my head. Pierre, this is not you. You've got to go back. You've got to. And I always said, yes, I will do that. I will do that. So this, if I ha- this has been with me. And that's what saved me a lot of the times. Yeah, that's what saved me. That's why I'm here today doing what I want to do. So for me, I'm doing the same thing my dad and my mom did to my boys. Yeah. yeah. And so if, you know, God forbid, I, I die, whatever. They should get that once they get into madness and start doing that. Something should be banging on the head. Listen, what are you doing? Get back home. Fix up. No matter how long it's going to take them, they should be able to do that. So home, fix up home is very important because that's what saved me. And Patrick Patrick is the only person out of all of them that known me. And I got into so much darkness that it's only the discipline that my mom and my dad gave me I was able to get out of there. So, you know, let's not all be just putting everything on the police and every, you know, all of the, and anyone else. Sort out home. What mm. are you doing? How are you talking to your kids? What are you feeding your children? How are you discipline them? You know, all of those things. You know, easy for them to say, oh, I'm, I'm blaming that policeman over there. I'm blaming uh, Boris Johnson. I'm blaming, but no, what about yourself? What are you doing? How are you conducting yourself? So, home. That's all I'm going to say. 
And that's why yeah. I got my to school. Yeah, so so for me, that's number one. And then when home is all good, then you can start talking about um the, the other people, the police and the government. Let's let's sort out homes. Let's let's look at our, our, our you know the people next to him, my uncle and his children. How is he looking? How is he if he needs a hand? Go and check him, your friend. How is he looking after his child? Is he doing the right thing? Talk to him now. So this is what we're meant to be doing. And then we start branching out to other people then. So that's for me anyway. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, I like that. <laughs> Got another comment from Cherry. Sorry. sorry, I'm big headed. My son's a role model. What's the next question? My 21-year-old son. I've got a 21-year-old son. He's, he's got his second year in university, grade A. Grade A, I'm proud to tell you, grade A student in economics, yeah? I've got my son, Piero, here as well. He's um, he's um, sixth form, doing excellent. Top player, rugby. I've got my next son, Pascal, doing exactly the same. So, sorry, that's where it comes from. I need to start mm. from home. So I could step out there, my chest high, and say, what are you talking about? Fix up your house before you even open your mouth. And, and criticize anyone else. That's the main thing. That's it. You know, we're all doing that. Everything. Lee's doing that. Jermaine's doing that. Chris is doing that. Patrick is doing that. So, you know, everyone else needs to do the same. You know? Yeah. Simple. Next question. Uh, no, it was a comment from Kerry saying dialogue is so important. That is when people learn. This conversation should open a lot of people's eyes. You can teach people a lot this way. Great job helping people to be able to protest and do it peacefully. Yeah, I've got another question as well. So when George Floyd got murdered, I've started posting a lot of Black Lives Matter posts and stuff like that, and I keep getting the same kind of comments: White Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. Let me so answer that. Before, before, on, did, but what? What these people think? They think when you say Black Lives Matter, White Lives don't matter, which is totally wrong. So what? What would you say to these people? I what I, what I would say, Jermaine. What would Jermaine Facey would say is. So when you've got the public and the community and the media shouting out black and black crime is this, black and black crime is this, and all that stuff, I'm gonna say, where's your energy with white and white crime? Yeah? You've got this energy saying, um, what about white lives matter? So what about white life, what, what about white and white crime? You can't have it both ways, you know? And we, no one has ever said, no one has ever said, White life doesn't matter. Any other life doesn't matter. No one said that. No one ever said that. But for when you, as a human effing being, know right from wrong, right? Yeah. So you see a police officer, no matter what color the police officer is, and see a guy being handcuffed, not resisting, no matter what color he is, and he gets murdered live on social media, and you can't see the right and wrong in that? If you can't see the right and wrong in that, we can't discuss nothing there. Because someone, someone in your own household or another person, another white person needs to tell you, because I can't tell you as a black guy, because you're not going to listen. Because if you just can't see the right, I bet you if, if that was a dog, they would have been crazy. I bet you if that was an animal, they would have been mm -hmm. crazy. They're all, on, they're, they're all on the internet crying that the little kids were throwing the horse at the um, police officers throwing, and throwing a bike, a boy's bike at a police officer, right? But before that, the police officers rushed the kids with the horse. 
So they're too busy worried about to me. So, but they probably eat burgers and stuff like that anyway. So it doesn't make your balance of mindset does not make sense. People's life comes before animals, no matter what, and everyone knows right from wrong. Okay, so when yeah. so, so when the the white lives matter guy or girl wants to keep on crying about what about white lives matter, I will ask them what about white and white crime? Can you still have that same energy, please? That's it. Same with the same with the ones that were protecting the statues. When George Floyd got murdered, they didn't didn't do fuck all, but they'd go and protect the fucking statue. Was... Exactly. Man. Horrible. But, you know, and I'd also, and I'd also add to what Jermaine said, and I'd say that I think I think we prove that white lives do matter. So I don't think there's even an argument there. That's like Yeah. That was before we yeah, were thing is though, just to be just to clear up though, even like for the guys, one thing that we say in every interview. Uh, that one thing that we need to be clear on, we're, we, we, we're not black lives. Um, we obviously um, understand what, that, what the battle started for, but we didn't go out there as Black Lives Matter protesters. Uh, I know a few news yeah. stations, a few news reports have actually put their headlines as BLM and supporters, a terrorist, whatever the guy is, but we're actually Black Lives Matter. We are, we're a band of brothers, we're fathers who went out there to oversee our community, the kids in our community, to make sure that no harm comes to them and they don't bring any harm to themselves. Um, it was supposed to be a peaceful protest and we wanted to try our best to keep it that way for just any that weren't equipped to sort of protect themselves or do the right thing or get caught up in the moment, which does happen. Jay was there um, the day before when that, everybody heard a story about the police horse that ran into that, that ran into the um, traffic light. The police force, that um, police woman fell off, um, and that police force stormed um, a crowd of some of the protesters. Jay actually witnessed that, um, and that's what struck fear, not fear, that's what struck a, a alarm into us, um, into Jay at least, who straight away was like, we need to sort of go up there to um, protect. So it's not a black has to clear that it is um, uh, protect and oversee. Our community and kids that basically create a world better than the world. Leave, leave the world better than we. Than Chris, we, I think you're lying so bad. I think for our kids and for the future generations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris, you're talking. Chris, you, you're like um, a Dalek. So quiet. But, but, what, 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 what he was saying. That was an important saying, message. <laughs> um, he was. He, uh, but uh, no, what he was saying. We we don't represent Black Lives Matter. We, we didn't go out there representing. Yeah. Nothing. We went out there representing. Five fathers, five brothers walking out there. That's what we. That's all we was. Yeah, to, and the, just the to, media, protect, to protect the movement, to protect the, media, the, the, media, the protest. The media, uh, in some of our interviews, because this happened, we didn't go out there looking any fame or fortune or nothing like that. It just happened. So once, literally, the next couple of days, it was like interview, 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 back, 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 back. We, us five, had no chance to sit down as a collective to say, "Yo, what really happened?" So. And then um, they they started putting our names down as if we we represented Black Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter and yeah. all that stuff. So they didn't represent us correctly in the beginning. So no, we, we are we, we understand the movement. It is what it is. But um, we walked out of there as um, five fathers thinking about that could be our kid out there. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I wanted to get you on telling it in your own words and, you know, making points like that and, and differentiating yourselves. But, um, yeah, that 
that is really important. And I I love that you are just five now friends and, and fathers that just wanted to do something positive. I, I think it's just it's such an amazing, the, the photo by itself is iconic and, and, and means something, but the fact that you're using this platform to try and create further positive change is really important. But what has it been like? Like you said, you didn't go out there looking to be interviewed by a million outlets within <laughs> a week. So what has it been like suddenly being thrust into the limelight? That trick. Yeah, well, unfortunately for me, I'm the one that was caught on camera. And um, anything that these guys have gone through, for me, you can times it by 20, I think. Patrick, what is, what, is this a YouTube video going about at the moment saying this was all staged and this is all fake? I don't know yeah, if you've seen it. Yeah. It's a heap of bullshit. Yeah. I have no evidence whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I ain't seen yeah, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll put I the link your marks up later. Then. Really, terrible, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was a and yeah. I worked for the police and I worked for the British, <laughs> British National Park. All sorts of nonsense. Some of these people ain't got nothing better to do. You know, know. these keyboard warriors. Uh, that's what they can. That's what they There's can do. Talk nonsense behind the keyboard. About everything so i'd be more exactly. offended if if they were, didn't have a conspiracy yeah exactly exactly yeah i saw but one you, must... you can't you can't lose sleep over that sort of stuff no i saw but it must i saw, be crazy. I, saw I saw one description saying that um piers was um six foot tall i <laughs> oh, didn't hear me he didn't hear me <laughs> oh come on, message. Yeah, come on. Ah, oh, the joke. It's true. It's true. Jermaine trying to be funny again. <laughs> oh, you missed it. But is it is it weird to be famous overnight? Yeah, very. Absolutely famous. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm, 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 that nothing, nothing surprises me with any with, with what's happening. It's like. And you know this. This seriously, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not moved by all of this. Nah. Because you know, ask Jermaine. Seriously, I, me personally, I'm not moved by all of this because where I come from, it's it's, it's nothing. You know, it's, this got to be done. Hopefully, everyone else is waking up. Yeah, yeah. is waking up because the I, thing about I, it, I felt the energy of of this madness happening. So there was a reason. And this is the reason why, that's why for me it's like, rough, Pierre, my ancestors really are speaking to you because you knew something mad was going to happen. You understand? And before, yeah. back in the days, why I used to get in trouble, when they used to speak to me, I never used to listen. So nowadays I listen. And so I made that move. I made the correct move with my five brothers and we went up there and we, we done. So I, to be honest, I'm not surprised. The, f the thing about it, right, um, in life, we, we, we've done even probably better things than, than what happened every night. Yeah, we, 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 we're kind of community people anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I, I, had, I had my gym in London Bridge running Bandog MMA. Um, we brought kids coming, after school kids coming and training, learning MMA for free. Um, I, I started a company called Hands Up Guns Down, a charity, sorry, Hands Up Guns Down, where we take kids off the street and men and women off the street and introduce them <laughs> to martial arts. Um, we've yeah. done this just yeah. for, we, we, we've always done this through love and just the passion of sport, passion of martial arts, just because it was just natural to us. It wasn't something that you, we're looking to be millionaires on. We, we just did it just for the love of it. And this listen, what, listen, um, Jermaine, Jermaine, you're, you're... Well, I'm, 
What? What? No, what I'm saying, oh, you're, no, I'm just saying that, look, the work that me and you've done from even last year, working for, um, 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 looking after a, a, a top, one of the top firms in, 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 in London agency who were, you know, they needed security. We went in there and we made sure that they were fine. That Jermaine was involved in that. So for me, it's nothing new having to go and save a life. And, and this is part of my job. We do that. Do you understand? So yeah. it's, it's nothing new. Yeah, Pauline's commented again, she's saying, I grew up with Pat, he's always been this way, always putting others before himself, the best big brother. Aww. He's not that big though. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so Peter, have we got any more comments or questions no, or anything else one. that you wanted to, was there anything else you wanted to ask the guys? Yeah, the guys thought, are we moving in the right direction? Because I remember two, three years ago, I remember that American football player that used to take the knee for the national anthem. And yeah. he's never played football since. Colin Kaepernick. Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump went for him. And now, if you look at the biggest sport in the world, the, the most watched league in the world, the Premier League, before every single game, every single player's taking a knee. I think we've came a long way and we're heading in the right direction. You guys agree? No, yeah. not at all. I don't. I don't, because the bottom line is you can take the knee as many times as you like. You can put your fist in the air as many times as you like. You just look at you just look at across the, the, the board of 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 um, the CEOs in all the football leagues, managers in all the football leagues, where's the, where, where's the black guys? There's none. Yeah, so, there's two, there's two so, managers in 19 yeah. teams. Yeah. yeah, so they can put the knee and and, and do and, and do all do all the campaigns. To me, it's just wishy washy. Bottom line: How can a man like John Barnes not not be a manager? How can a man like Ian Wright not be a manager? How a man like um, Saul Campbell not be a manager? How a man like uh, Ince not be a manager. You know, you got the. We all. Yeah, we they, all they can be managers, but they want them to start at the grassroots. They of can't, course. They, Thank they you. Can't, they can't, you know, get one of the big clubs, you know. That, yeah, of course you know, not. That, that speaks uh, for itself. You know, you. You could. You, 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 you see the Rooney Rule? They're bringing in the Rooney Rule, so every club, even well, the. You shouldn't have to do that. And, it's common that. sense. You should learn from your cousin, learn from your sister, learn from your brother. So America should learn, England should learn from the rubbish that America has been doing and then not exactly. allow that to happen. But because all the systems are systematically racist anyway, we're just going to have to go through it. And that's the bottom line. And the worst thing about it, some people are just too scared to admit it. And that's all it is. They're worried. They're just too scared to yeah, admit, okay, the system is racist. In sport, the system is racist. In mixed martial arts, the system is racist. So how do yeah. we break the system then? How do we break it? How do we break it? You tell me, brother. I think that the media, like yourself, you, you, you've got a lot of work to, you, you need to get involved. Because when, 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 when you're not reporting the realness of what is happening in, in, yeah, in sports, in life, in, yeah, in the yeah. media, in the media, you're like everyone, everyone putting this Conor McGregor as if he's some superstar, fantastic person. We all know he's not, no matter what anyone wants to say. Just because he's the bee's knees right now, he's not the greatest fighter in the world. He's not the greatest fighter at all. But yeah, because because MMA, UFC needed that um, that Rocky Marciano type thing, like the, 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 white, the white hype guy, the white hope. They Everyone jumped on Conor. So I can, I can go back from 
before even kind of went into um, UFC, how it was, how everything changed. Because if you if you want to talk about before Conor McGregor, I'm just jumping jumping stuff issues. Yeah, if you look across all the champions, there were no there was hardly any white white, white champions in UFC. There was hardly any champions in UFC, and then they Conor's. I'm not saying Conor's rubbish. Conor's good, but he he got fed to the championship. Do you believe that? Do you think that's true? Quite a few people. He tried a few people. That Sage Northcott. You see that looking at Sage Northcott. Yeah, he weren't all that. But he looked mm-hmm. the looking at blonde hair, blue eyes, ripped up. Because, you know what I mean? He weren't, he weren't all that. They tried with him and then they realised he was a flop. Tried it with Nicky Gould. Nicky Gould, Nicky Gould fought yesterday. Tried it with him. Yeah. He got Hunt. smashed in by the Jamaican lad. I don't know his name. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronda Rousey. And then she got caught out. If you got that, that look, you know what I mean? Because look how many, look at like, for example, Aljamain Sterling, he's good, you know what I mean? But he just doesn't, you know what I mean? He, he, he never, yeah, you know what I mean? He, he, he should be up there, do you know what I mean? He's good. Um, who else? I could. Did you think John Jones gets treated wrongly then because he's a champion? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, John Jones, you know what? Mighty Mouse. Absolutely. Jones, Mighty, 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 Mighty Mouse, Mighty Mouse, prime example. Mighty, Mighty Mouse. Yeah, look what they've done to him, yeah. yeah. Had to go to the Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva, just because he couldn't speak English clearly. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. All these guys are were very talented, very talented, and they never got the platform like um, Con- Conor McGregor. I know Conor McGregor does market himself very well, does sell himself pretty well, but like Demetrius, Demetrius Johnson's skill set alone, yeah, should should be enough. Was dead. Should just be. But the other thing is, it's, it is it is to do with money. That's basically what it's to do. We isn't know it? this. We know so, this. So you know, Con- and, Connor's and, and, the draw. He's the draw, and he brings in the money. So that's why they pushed pushed him so much. No, we know yeah, this but, because, because, but, because but, they, but they never got pushed. Mighty, Mighty Mouse never never got pushed. Never got Mighty, no, Mighty Mouse isn't the draw though. That's what I'm saying. No, Connor brings how many fans with him? It's all every, about money. Every white, no, every white American wants to be a tough Irishman. So that's why that's why Connor Connor got that um, that spill because. Everyone in America, they're not real Americans, are they? Not, their ancestors are not from America. So they always say, oh, I'm, 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 my background is Irish or whatever like that. So Conor did good. He, he, he represented Europe and he represented the white, the white guys in, in America. So that's one, one of the reasons why Dana saw him as, wow, he's good. And he can talk good. And he represents all of us. He's going to throw everything at him. And he's got And he's got the following, the money. That's what happens, man. This is, what, this is what I'm trying to say. MMA is not MMA is not that clean as well, you know. Mm. Just saying. Yeah. I do. I put Dana on it now. Reality check, Jay. So reality check. Jay, we had a conversation the other day. We were talking about um, even jujitsu itself um, or any martial arts discipline. As much as we do love it that are, are there potential boundaries within um, our martial arts platforms? Like, I love jiu-jitsu today. I don't, I couldn't say a bad word about it, but are there all sort of fatal um, boundaries in our own disciplines? Is it wife then? What if I dead, bro? Chris, we said, be, you've got to stay quiet, bro. You can't talk. <laughs> Get a taxi to you're Patrick gonna, you're, gonna have to, you're gonna have to sit this one out, bro. <laughs> oh, you 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 start off on a really good. <laughs> you need to write something on the screen. Then, then he fa- <laughs> yeah. then he fades away. 
Yeah, and then he leaves us all hanging. (laughs) To be continued. Any other questions? Um, no, I just I wanted to get some final thoughts from you. Just like I I I want to say thank you to you all for coming on. I want to say thank you for what you did, and also thank you for being that positive voice. And you know, just what you said, Pierre, about like accountability starting at home. Like obviously, there's a lot that needs to change, and it's it's really really nice to speak to people who you know, are using that moment to really try and make a difference in the world. So we just need more people like you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting us, you know. You're welcome back anytime if you need anything. If you need any kind of promotion, your gyms, and if anyone's fighting, if you've got any fighters you know need a bit, just let us know. We'll give them an interview. Well, we're getting Alex Lahore. He's getting ready. I think he's got a fight coming up. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll get Alex on. Then. Who's, the, yeah, who's just beautiful. signed? Where has he just signed for? He's at a uh, new promotion. Um, it's um, uh, T. Oh, sorry, that's really bad. Sorry, put <laughs> you on the spot. <laughs> he's gonna pass me that. Oh no, it's <laughs> my bad. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it somewhere. <laughs> Uh, and I also want to thank Dan Overheady for, for putting me in touch with you guys to, to set up this conversation as well. Dan's a good kid. He's a good kid. He's a good day, Dan. Just give me this uh, all uh, this story you broke in the news. We had no idea you were well, uh, MMA fighters and stuff like that. No. Hey, say, say again? When, when, it all, when the story broke off and all that, we didn't have a clue that you were in MMA. If it wasn't for Daniel, we probably wouldn't have been done that, doing this, so... You guys, oh, don't do the, you guys don't do your groundwork, man. See, you, MMA never just started 10 years ago, you know. <laughs> or five, or five, or should I say five years ago. This is the, pro- it, this is the problem now. with the, the new age MMA fans. They think MMA just started when Conor McGregor got famous, man. We've been doing this before he got famous. We've been sweating, losing blood before this got famous, tell you. Yeah, I found it now. He's going. Oh, he's going yeah. to P. He's going to PFL in um, France in December. Okay. Alex Lahore. Yeah. So I, I. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna get bring him on and have a chat with you guys. Definitely. Fabulous. Give him some support, my little my little brother. You know, he wanted to come that day as well. He was ready to come, but he was just... scared, bruv. Stop it. Nah, stop he, it. He was scared. scared. He was. <laughs> he, then he would have turned stop up. Your noise. Stop talking. Then he would have turned up like out. everybody else turned up. He was scared. Uh, he wasn't scared. Just stop talking. Uh, okay. Okay. Every, but yeah, we, got, we, we I'll, had all I'll the messages. Him, we get all I'll the messages. Down yeah, anyway. I would have come. I would have come. Oh, if you let me know, Jake. Oh, what time I'll get, get down. Jermaine's just gassed because Liverpool won the league, so Jermaine's just a bit gassed. Still drinking. Uh, yeah, so good. So, but, yeah, who who wants the final word? Well, not, not Chris. Pat is a man who Pat is a man who who we secure to make sure he takes the man out. So I think give it to me. And he's the only one. No, Pat is the only Let Pat talk. Yeah. Go on, Pat. Okay, so all I want to say is to society, okay, let's try and, let's try and get true equality amongst all of us, okay, let's try and end, you know, the systemic racism in our society, to our white counterparts, let's try and call out racism when we see it, let's not just think that 
because we've got a black friend and because, you know, we're nice to black people and we're okay and we're not racist per se, that's not enough, you know. You've got to call it out where it is. We've all got to stand together, you know, in solidarity. And we've all got to, we've all got to bring the system down, you know, and redistribute yeah. the, uh, you know, the wealth and everything else and do it fairly, okay? The education system needs to change and the police system needs to change and society itself needs to change, you know, and it, and it starts with the individuals within society, okay? So let's all work together. Like I said, right, it's not black v white, it's everybody versus a racist. So if you're racist in this society, then there will be no room for you eventually, okay? Mm -hmm. That's what I want to say. Brilliant. That's a, a perfect note to end on, I think. Thank you so much, guys, for coming on. Um, wish you all the best with, with everything that you've got going on and, and thank you again for your time. We really, really appreciate it. Keep doing great things. Definitely. Thank you. I'll see no you problem. I'll see you soon with Alex Lahore, definitely. All right. Brilliant. Take care. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.